Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Today is Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. You're tuned into Big Screens and TV Streams, live from the Grand Forks Best Source Studios. I'm Dale. Joining me in studio is producer Paul. There he is. Oh, here he is. How goes it today, Mr. Paul? Back from vacation. Yes. Super tan. Yes, I am. Got a lot of water, a lot of sun. Good to be back, right? Also lost a lot of water. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, Victor's en route. He'll be here momentarily. I got word from him earlier in the day, so he will be with us soon. Uh, we got an awesome jam-packed show for you today. Last week, we did our... If you missed last week's show, make sure to check it out. We did our top three slasher films. That was a lot of fun going through. We had Icky on. That was great. Shout out for him for coming on and just breaking down all the classics. Check that out on last week's show. We're going to be catching up on reviews from the last couple weeks. Got a few reviews lined up. And just a heads up, we do got a contest going on today. If you're watching the live chat, just comment with any movie you've seen or you have a recent recommendation or recommendation to avoid. Just comment in the live chat or call or text in 701-213-0863 or in the chat and Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube. And uh, first person to do so will win a pair of movie tickets to the River Cinema. So many shout out to them. Um, we're going to kick things off with a shout out to our uh friends at the Southtown Poorhouse, where every day is a great day at the Southtown Poorhouse. Stop in for your favorite drinks, and of course, happy hour, where it's buy one app, get one half off, every day from 6 to 8 p.m. Don't forget about $3 burgers on Tuesdays, and their awesome steak specials on Thursday from 5 to 8. Make sure to check out their website, southtownpoorhousegf.com, for when when their latest bands are playing. And this weekend on Friday, they have Slamabama. And on Saturday, Reigns will be playing, and they got a killer dance stage there. I always love jamming out over at the Southtown Poorhouse, where every day is a great day. They're located at 2015 Library Circle next to the Grand Cities Mall, open Tuesday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m., and they're looking to hire as well. Check them out, Southtown Poorhouse. All right, so um, we're going to kick things off with a review of Glass Onion, a Knives Out Mystery. Now... The first Knives Out hit, it, I think it came out like a few months before the pandemic, if I remember right. And for people that don't remember, it's kind of like a big ensemble cast, a big old grant. It's like, I'd say it's like a modern day version of Clue, uh, Who Done It, but uh, it's, they bring in a detective to solve the case instead of like everyone in the, everyone accusing everyone in, in there. You still get that too, but they established somehow Daniel Craig created. Uh, a new character that would be almost on par, maybe a little too early to tell for gla- for this new Glass Onion movie. Uh, if uh, Paul, would you say, did you see the first Knives Out? I don't think I did. So yeah, Daniel Craig just killed it as this you know ace detective, and he, but he has this. I don't know if you've seen any clips. He has this ridiculously hammy, over the top. Southern, like, Alabama accent. I don't know if maybe you saw some clips of it. You said Daniel Craig is in there? Yeah, Daniel Craig. He's right there in the middle there. See? He's the- oh, wait, no. I was thinking of uh, who was the guy in Kings of New York and uh, There Will Be Blood. Oh, uh, Robert Downey. No, Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel day That's yeah. That's what I was thinking yeah. of. Okay, yeah. No, yeah. Okay, you got Bond. Yep, you got, we got Bond, but somehow, yeah, you, you think Daniel Craig would be one of those characters would be hard for him to escape just being labeled only identified only as one major character bond but i think him as a ace detective your blank benoit 
that's after two movies, it's right up there because the first one, it was like a comedy mystery, murder mystery movie, whodunit, and had all kinds of twists and turns throughout. And it was a big hit, and it did huge on video on demand. It was like the first major movie to hit video on demand and streaming services from um, the cinema scene onto streaming services and video in the pandemic. So it did really good on home video. And the second movie, it, this this sequel was supposed to be a theatrical movie, but Netflix gave them an offer they couldn't refuse, so they wanted the exclusive rights. It did get like a very limited one week run in the theaters beforehand for like select big cities, but and then then it became a Netflix exclusive uh, about uh, just under a month ago. So I had my eyes on this for a while, been meaning to watch it. It's yeah. So the gist for this one is it takes place two months into the pandemic. So May of 2020, as more of a backdrop, it's kind of weird at first because it's at the height where everyone's just super paranoid and everyone's wearing masks and uh, everyone's getting invitations at the beginning of the film to come to this. Uh, you can see Edward Norton behind me there on the, uh, in, the, in the background there for people watching the video version. He has this huge island. He's a super successful kind of the movie here. He's like their version of Elon Musk, super successful uh, conglomerate uh, billionaire, has his own Greek island. And he invites all his old uh, associates there in the background. You see you have an all-star cast. you got Batista. You have uh, um, a few other, uh, Kate Hudson, a few other familiar faces there. Uh, yeah, it's, they're all, he's inviting them all for a murder mystery party on his island. And so uh, all of a sudden, Blank Benoit gets an invitation by supposedly mistake because Edward Norton's character tells him, you weren't invited, someone sent you this invitation. And there's a whole big background to it because... Uh, yeah, like it turns out one of the characters has a twin and there's like, so many twists and turns throughout like the first half of the movie. It's like all the characters getting to know each other and like they're all dressed up as you can see in the background, like this just extravagant clothing. Everyone's well off and they're all just kind of getting to know each other or get reacquainting. It's kind of like a reuniting at this island and Edward Norton's hyping up his ultimate murder mystery game. And then, you know, Blank Benoit, Daniel Craig's character, the ace detective, solves it like the second it starts. <laughs> He's like, I picked up on all your... It's, it's, it's great. It's like, uh, it's not really giving too much away. It's pretty early on in the movie. But then a big twist happens and things play out of chronological order. Unlike the first movie, which was your traditional chronological order comedy mystery movie. This one really spins things for a loop. It flashes back, flashes forward a lot when you hear once you discover a big twist and it replays previous scenes from new angles, new perspectives with new dialogue. And uh, there's even a part two where one of the characters is working with Daniel Craig's character. Uh, like she's taking notes on like, all right, we got to find out which character has motivation and which one um, has has an, a weapon. And she's like, oh, hey, this looks like one of those notepads out of Clue, the board game. And Daniel Craig, I hate that game. I'm bad at it. <laughs> it's just the comedy in here is great. A, a, a lot of good jokes and over the top. There's a there's a bunch of cameos, too. I don't want to give them away uh there is there's actually uh angela lansbury there is one small cameo from her very early in the movie and it's her last credited role so kind of a nice send-off for her in a, an appropriate movie too because of murder she wrote that, that i most associate her with and like there's about six or seven uh cameos in here too so it's fun to keep an eye out for the cameos they have in here throughout the movie but uh yeah and just watching everything play out to just try i don't are you a fan of murder mysteries paul yeah, I think they're pretty fun to watch. And this one, you throw in the comedy element of it, too, with, uh, 
like I said, da- Daniel Craig absolutely kills it with his accent in here. And he goes on these extended monologues, sometimes to buy time for that character he's working with. And you think he's just buying time, fiddling. But in, in the end, they're like, wait a second, is he on to something? And just trying to piece it all together. And this one, you know, it's it's a fun. I I, I really enjoyed it. I So did you say it was kind of like a modern day clue? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say a modern day clue with a little bit of a twist. I I absolutely loved it. It, I'd say it's actually better than the original. One of the few times where I'm like, okay, this, because the first movie I I really liked, but but I thought it kind of wrapped up. It kind of had a weak ending. It wrapped up a little too conveniently. And in this one, like the way they build things up nonstop and they have like a nice big uh, blow off line to make sure the villain gets their comeuppance. I'm like, wow, that is, they actually, they killed it in here. Netflix scored big on sealing this exclusive. So um, yeah, I'm actually giving this a super high recommendation. It's streaming exclusively on Netflix. They own it. So yeah, definite high recommendation on the Ron Tomatoes. It's doing pretty good. Critics, 92%. Audience, 93%. Yeah. So yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, definitely give it. Uh, if you haven't seen the first one, I recommend the first one. Uh, it's just called Knives Out. Okay. Yeah, and then and then jump into. It's, I I guess both could stand on their own, but uh, you you get that feel for the Daniel Craig's character. He's so it's like you got to watch the first one to get a feel for his character, or else it could be a little too Daniel. What? He's Bond. What's with this accent? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but yeah, easy, easy, uh, high recommendation for uh, Glass Onion and Knives Out mystery. All right. Uh, now, I think we'll hold off on... A, we're still awaiting word from Victor here. I'm sure he'll be joining us momentarily here. I think we'll hold off on our next effort just a little bit until our next review here. Paul, I know you said on your trip through the joys of watching movies on airplanes. Uh, it's, it's so convenient, right? Oh, yeah. I yeah, love at it. At least it makes the flight go by a little bit faster. Yeah. And then they actually got a decent... I want to say when, last time I flew, I want to say they had like maybe 100-ish movies available. Oh, yeah, Is it had, still about that? Yeah, they had a lot on there. And so you saw this one. Just this one just hit theaters about three, four weeks ago. Devotion. Oh yeah, the uh, one about the Korean War, mm-hmm. the the fighter pilots. Yeah, and so yeah, it's like a pair of U.S. Navy fighter pilots risk their lives during the Korean War and become some of the Navy's most celebrated wingmen, according to the synopsis. Yeah, uh, it was really interesting because I mean they, they you know they talk about the Korean War as being the forgotten war. Because a lot of people don't, I mean, you know, you got World War One, World War Two, you got Vietnam, but nobody ever really talks about the Korean War. I mean, it's so easy to forget, too, because it's it was just a few years after, like maybe five years after World War Two, and it was only like, I want to say two, maybe three years, so mm-hmm. a little shorter. Um, I, I think it kind of lived on for a while there because of MASH, but, you know, MASH has already come and gone many, many years ago, but for that, it kind of brought it back, but yeah. So MASH was the Korean War? Yep. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's interesting. I know. I mean, you know, this, uh, you know, it's kind of like Top Gun, but going way back and, you know, watching them fly the propeller planes and, you know, it, it was it was really well done. Uh, it had a little bit of, um, you know, like kind of being like the first black uh, fire fighter pilot and just talking about like all the things that he had to go through, you know, um, with all the racism and everything going on back then and, you know, him just struggling his way through and becoming like, you know, a, a hero. Uh, yeah, it was, it was really interesting. Uh, you know, and he, you know, you think of, like I said, Top Gun, he even had, uh, one of the actors from Top Gun was one of the main characters. From the new Maverick one? Yep. Would you say like the dog fighting scenes or like the aerial fighting scenes are kind of like that same kind of cinematography as Top Gun Maverick, really just in your face, special effects? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like there's this one point in the movie where they got to take out a bridge 
and you just see all the gunfire going on and uh it, like one of the really interesting points of the movie is because you know there's a lot of racism going on so they have you know because they're on a naval ship and there are some of these guys that are they're probably more like army but they're on the front lines and they're getting attacked by the koreans and all of a sudden they see you know uh what's his name the the first uh jonathan majors is jesse brown yeah so they all of a sudden they see him flying so they pray for angels mm. because they're about to die and all of a sudden they see uh this jesse brown coming flying over in his airplane and just t- trying to take out the front line and saving them kind of captures like that magic movie moment kind of like uh, the way you're describing it for some reason it's reminding me of that world war one scene from with wonder woman charging the front lines with her shield yeah yeah exactly except just a, a good audience crowd pleasing moment but yeah i mean but you see these guys that were being totally racist and now they're on the front lines and then they see him coming and you know saving the day for them so it was kind of a, a nice little uh, twist on that and just showing like how much this guy had to go through just to become a fighter pilot back then. And the, the action scenes of them flying were phenomenal. I mean, it was right up there with Top Gun. Yeah, that's, that's high praise right there. Yeah. I, I read a couple quick uh, bullet points just for plot highlights, just kind of leading up into this for a little research. It sounds like, I guess not to give anything too much away, but they kind of really go all over in the final act with the final big mission there. Yep. Yeah, and I don't want to ruin the yeah. end of the movie. Um but it it does have uh, you know because it is a true story too. But it has a it has a really good ending. Uh, I'm not going to ruin it because this movie I think what is pretty new. There's probably a yeah, lot, a lot of people it, haven't seen it yet. Yeah, especially probably pretty easy for it to get just buried under the ho- during the holiday season when it came out. Yeah. So yeah, so sounds like a pretty good recommendation for devotion. Oh yeah, yeah. I would recommend anybody watch this movie. It's you know it's uh, one of those kind of historical you know documentaries but it's got enough action the, the acting is phenomenal you know it kind of brings you back into that time period and it, you know really kind of showcases what people were going through during the Korean War gotcha it's one I've been meaning to catch at the theaters I don't know if it still is in theaters uh, but I, I most likely will catch it streaming or on demand there because yeah it, it looks the trailers looked great for it so and I see on the Rotten Tomatoes meaning ratings is getting scoring pretty good too. Critics eighty one percent aggregate, audience ninety two aggregates. So yeah, sounds like they're right on board with you. Um, before we hit up our next ad here, we, looks like we still haven't had anyone respond yet. We're giving away a pair of River Cinema movie passes here. All you got to do is, if you're watching live in the live chat, just just comment with a recent movie you've seen or a recent movie recommendation. Doesn't matter if it's a new one or an old movie or if it even it's a recommendation to avoid. Uh, just comment in the live chat if you're watching us on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, uh, and and or or call or text 701-213-0863. Once again, 701-213-0863. Call or text, and yeah, we'll make sure to get get you that hook you up with a pair of movie passes. The River Cinema will put a sticky note for it and have it waiting for you here in the studios here for us in the Grand Cities Mall. All right, so we're gonna give a shout out to our next sponsor, Oh for Heaven's Cakes. Where there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods, and that's where Over Heaven's Cakes come in. They have the best cupcakes and cakes for special occasions or just a treat. I know I usually try and go there once a week just to try something different. And yeah, the, like the ad copy says, the cupcakes are delicious. So are their cakes. And I every now and again, I'll mix things up, get a scone or a bar. The, everything's great there. I never had anything that disappointed. Uh, they make incredible, incredible specialty items by order. Or just walk in to find out more. And while you're there, enjoy homemade lunch and soup with 
keto, gluten-free, vegan, and diabetic options. If you're a business owner and want to treat your employees, they do have employee discounts. So check them out. They're located on the north backside of the Grand Cities Mall, open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, and on Saturdays from 9 to noon. You can call them up, 701-757-CAKE, or email oforheavenscakes at yahoo.com. Be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. That's oforheavenscakes in the Grand Cities Mall. If you're looking for a cake job, Oforcakes is hiring. Make sure to stop in and inquire for their opportunities. All right. That would be a fun crew to work with. They're, oh, they're great gosh. over there. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're always super friendly, and, and yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah, check them out. Yeah, awesome times over there. So, all right, we're going to move things along here, and I think the next movie we are going to talk about is, uh, well, actually, I believe we may have to shift some things around here because I had a thing lined up. Victor is going to talk about the whale. I'm going to, may have to shoot him a line here to make sure he's still in route, but... Paul, I think I mentioned in the studio earlier this week, uh, show they had their season premiere on HBO Max a couple week or a, a couple days ago last Sunday. And new episodes are going to be coming out every Sunday. The nine episode season. They just have the first episode. It was an hour and a half premiere, Last of Us, based off the hit video game. Did you get a chance to watch it or check out a little bit? Yeah, so I actually started watching it yesterday, but I was really tired and I fell asleep. Oh, but, no. But the very beginning of it was really interesting. Hold on, I'm trying to... Oh, yeah, no. My, my mouse isn't working. Oh, yeah, no sure. problem. Yeah, Paul's queuing up the background image there. So for those that don't know, this is based off a hit video game. Actually, we just got the movie poster, too. That's like a almost a one-for-one replica of the video game box art but with the real actors in there. We have Pedro Pascal as Joe Miller. Absolutely love Pedro Pascal and his work. And uh, Bella Ramsey as Ellie Williams. Those are the two main characters. Yeah, I, I literally got about, I think, maybe 10, 15 minutes into it before I fell asleep. Oh. But the, the, uh, the intro to it just had me like... Did you get to where things started going to hell? No, I, I fell asleep by then. Um, so I'm going to watch it tonight. Uh, but uh, the very first part of it I thought was really interesting. I even told my wife, I was like, yeah, we should watch this together. And then she seemed to not really have interest in it. But um, everything's about viruses. Yeah, and, and in this movie, they're saying that the climate has changed, so people uh, aren't, they shouldn't be worried about viruses. They should be worried about fungi. Yeah, a new a new type of infection. Yeah, because if you take like mushrooms, you know, it makes you like hallucinate, uh, hallucinate, and all that kind of stuff. And so they're saying that instead of like a a virus taking over everybody, and all of a sudden there might be this like fungi that will take over everybody, but that actually has the capabilities to take over your brain. Yeah, they kind of have a nice way of explaining it to like I want to say like the first five minutes is like a old school sixties news uh, like science panel with a couple of scientists and a moderator asking about pandemics in the future and just throwing theories around and the one scientist kind of foreshadows saying we got to be worrying about fungi not uh, as a new type of just like you said uh way of just taking over well we don't have to really worry about it because you know our internal average temperatures are several degrees warmer than what we have to worry about but they, they kind of hint at climate change and all that for causing it and for fungi starting virus to be able to take over people's bodies and have like their version of zombies more or less suffice it to say mm. so yeah so that's like the first five minutes and then like the next it's an hour and a half first episode i'm guessing most episodes will probably be about an hour but uh, yeah so they kind of have a nice setup there where you see the daughter there uh i believe her name is i'm trying to remember the name of the daughter there the uh, mixed race uh girl i forget her name but uh, her dad, played by Pedro Mescal, uh, Joel Miller, uh, there is 
not your first 10 minutes, just their everyday life going about. And at, during that, like, first 10 to 15 minutes, that you're, they're going about their day in school, day at work, just kind of like their breakfast routine. And all of a sudden, you kind of get, it's kind of like your traditional post-apocalyptic or zombie movie where you get hints in the radio telecast in the background that, wait a second, stuff's going on. No, wait, there's some fire ambulances, some smoke off in the distance, people starting to twitch a little bit. And, uh, and then about 15 minutes into the movie, oh, and oh, yeah, this first, like, the first chunk of the movie takes place in 2003 so and then and then you know after that whole first big thing they jump to the modern day so like that first half hour really sets the groundwork and and really establishes kind of like everything going to hell and as the catalyst for uh the post-apocalyptic scene the rest of the series or at least the rest of the first episode takes place in i don't i don't know if i got a feeling since it's a 30-year jump it'll we'll get maybe a just speculating that we'll get you know, for people familiar with Lost, you know, all the flashbacks, you know, what happened in that 30-year gap in between. So I'm sure each episode, or I'm guessing each episode will probably help fill in the gaps with some little flashback scenes peppered throughout episodes, which I'm all a fan of. I really ate that up in Lost. You know, I, you know, because I'm a bit, I was big into the post-apocalyptic thing as far as like artistically. And Odd Nerdrum, if you've ever heard of him as a painter, he was probably the first one to come up with the post-apocalyptic uh, idea and fantastic artist and i I, it kind of like irritates me when they call these kind of movies post-apocalyptic because when i think of post-apocalyptic i think of a civilization that had no record of our current way that we do things so like you know, it would be a, say, like that one planet of the, like Planet of the Apes movies, almost. Almost, yeah. But you know, so you have like a hundred years from now, after an apocalyptic whatever, you know, uh, somebody would pick up a spoon, but they had no idea what the spoon was for. Right. So they would make it into a, a, a totally different kind of tool because they didn't know that we used it to eat soup or whatever. So all of a sudden, this is just an object, and they would use it to. I don't know. I mean, a, a terrible movie, but I'm th- that reminds me of that g- example you're setting forward. That uh, is Battlefield Earth. Very bad movie. Oh God, I've but, that's the, but <laughs> the they, worst movie ever but made. They, they do stuff just like you mentioned. I'm like, oh, what's with this object? I think we use it for this or that. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's when I think of post-apocalyptic. But you know, everybody just goes to like the Mad Max and you know, like this Last of Us. And to me, that's just it's it's too close to like our normal civilization, you know, like in this movie, even though it's 30 years from now, they're going to know what a car is. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, and they do, they still have things where you're in the post-apocalyptic setting or in, in Boston and like they they just set up quarantine zones and kind of, but technology is limited. There's a new established government because the old government went to hell. And, and so like, they're kind of back to like old, like, looks like stamped currency and time card systems kind of for just kind of like regular just maintenance type jobs and they're just trying to make sure to keep the infected out and just yeah the way they set up like the quarantine life and just like a a gangs undercover like rebel squads trying to uh just escape and locate lost loved ones Uh, it's it's really got me intrigued I only had a chance just to play the video games a little bit did you ever have much time with the the first last of us one or two Paul I don't have time for any video games. 
I know the first one I only played, the first one came out a while back. It was about 10 years ago, actually. I'm surprised. I'm like, wow, time flies. But uh, I only played the multiplayer the first one because some friends got it around the time it came out and they're like, oh, let's do the multiplayer. And so we did the multiplayer for a bit and I just never got around to playing the, the story, which is unfortunate because I hear the story is incredible in both games because it's made by the same people that do the excellent Uncharted games for cinematic storylines. So and it sounds like, you know, usually here, we've talked about it on the show before too. Uh, uh, a lot of video game adaptation movies or TV series, like we were talking about Resident Evil several months back on Netflix, usually get middling to poor results almost almost always, uh, unless it's like a family movie like a Sonic or whatever. But uh, but this one, I guess the creator, one of the main creators of the game, worked in conjunction with the main showrunner of the TV series here. Uh, Craig M- Mazin is the showrunner and uh, uh, for the TV series, and he worked hand-in-hand with a lot of the main creators of the video game to keep it true or only switch things up just right that they'd be more believe have a nice... It would be represented well on, on the TV show. So I think they did a bang-up job. I, I'm definitely going to be sticking with this for the entire run. Maybe... I don't know if I want to do weekly updates. Maybe every two or three weeks, check in maybe two or three more times since it's have a little more ground to cover. But yeah, it's only going to be nine episodes, one episode a week, so... It's, it's it's too convenient, Paul. It's like one I wrap up one show, another one starts because like I think it was like a week ago I wrapped up Tulsa King and it's like all right, Last of Us is starting. I'm like oh, as much as I want to watch this, is a little bit of a breather. I'm sure that happens to you all the time. Yeah, I get so irritated with these rolling them out once a week. They're already done. Just give me the season. Mm-hmm. Like if I want to watch three of them one night, let me watch three of them one night. I, I hate this one a week BS. I don't. I, I'm conflicted. Parts of me love it. Take it in. I mean, I'm able to absorb the episodes more, take in the lore, the mystery more, watch it all come together. Uh, as good as it is to get through a, a binge a show a whole season in like a, a few days or a week or so, it's so much easier to forget things. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the big trade-off. But, uh, so I'm, I'm always conflicted. Uh, but uh, this one, I think this one will be fun to watch. Play well, that's, that's one of the things that irritates me the most about having this weekly thing because then I'll turn it on and be like, well, which episode did I watch last? And well, then I'll be sitting there and I'll watch it for 20 minutes and realize, oh, I already watched this one. I know most, not all, but most of the streaming services, they got like that nice little progress bar in the bottom of the tile or the thumbnail. So. Well, I got so many people using my account. So. Oh, well, yeah, in that case, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think I, I may or may not have been in that situation too, but uh, that is that is a good point. But uh, yeah, so yeah, it's on HBO Max or just regular HBO on, on traditional linear TV if you want to go that route to watch it on Sunday nights for everyone that airs or on demand on HBO Max. Check it out, Last of Us. So um, still haven't had any comments yet in the live chat, so we still are giving away a pair of movie tickets to the River Cinema. Uh, it's, all you got to do is comment in the live chat or call or text in 701-213-0863 uh, just with a, a movie recommendation or a, or a recent movie you've seen you want to say, hey, check this out or don't check this out, doesn't matter, and you could get a pair of movie tickets. We'll leave a sticky note for them and have them ready for you to pick up at the studio here at where we're located in the Grand Cities Mall. So, yeah, just chime away in the live chat. What movies have you seen or recommended? So, uh, next up, we're going to uh, hit up the noteworthy theatrical and streaming new releases here. So, we already talked about Last of Us. That just dropped this last Sunday. This next one, this looks like it could be an interesting... Paul, what's the name of the movie? You kind of covered a, a, a movie based on a dog, I remember, like a few months ago. Was, what, was it just called Dog? Yeah, oh, Dog. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, the second I said it, I was like, wait a second, it wasn't called Dog, right? And that was like a kind of like a journey, like a road trip movie, right? Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was with um, 
uh, who's Magic Mike again? Oh, Channing Tatum. Yeah, Channing yeah. Tatum. And yeah, he's a military guy, and he has to bring this military dog to uh, its owner's funeral. Okay, because I remember, I remember your that was a good recommendation from you too. Yeah, right? it was like it was like a, a Turner and Hooch, but they kind of took put the military aspect on it. Good, good, like just family heart heartfelt film, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was good. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so this I, I I asked that because this this first one here I got is another Netflix exclusive. Dog gone. Two words. Dog gone, and it's the true story of a father and a son played by Rob Lowe and Johnny Perk. Burke told, who set out on the Appalachian Trail to find their family's lost dog, Gonker, after the pup disappears. So that already kind of has me hooked with that little, with the way they tee it up there. It's like, I've seen movies based on just hiking the Appalachian Trail before, too. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Bridges was in one several years ago. I'm blanking on the name of it, but uh, uh, and it, it was really good. Just Or just hiking movies, just people going on a journey and hiking. The movie Wild, I absolutely love that movie. And then you set them out hiking on a trail to find a dog and probably get the good family story, too. So this one is definitely on my radar. I may try and watch it for next week here. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a, I'll watch it with my wife and watch the tears, tears you know? come rolling. I mean, it's such a it's such an easy, easy emotional beat to hit, but it, it's yeah. an effective one, right? Yep. All right. The next one I got here is called The Drop. And this is a streaming movie available on Hulu. And the premise for this has me interested, too. It stars Anna Conkle and Jermaine Fowler. They play a newlywed married couple here. They're attending a tropical wedding with a group of friends. And they're ostracized from everybody when Lex, uh, the character Anna plays, drops her friend's baby in front of everyone, and they become the focus of the event. Imagine that. You're, uh, you're just mingling it up at a, you're a guest at a wedding of probably like 100, 150 people holding a friend's baby, and all of a sudden, uh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, so curious on how that one turns out. Uh, oh, like literally drops the baby. Yeah, literally drops the baby. So I imagine pride doesn't kill the baby, but still, you yeah, got to draw the gas from the crowd, and everyone's just evil eyeing you or giving you the stink eye for the rest of the weekend. Yep. <laughs> All right, that now, actually sounds kind of funny. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's on Hulu. Yeah, both of those actually sound really good. Uh, next up, we have Missing in theaters this Friday. When so when a character played by Nia Long, her mother disappears while on vacation in the South American country, Colombia, with her new boyfriend. Uh, the, the, uh, we have a character played by Storm Reed searches for answers and is hindered by international red tapes. And one of those international mystery movies there, just kind of uh, searching for a missing person. Meh. Yeah, I'm kind of wishy-washy on that one. Uh, Lastly, in theaters this Friday is Women Talking. A group of women in an isolated religious colony struggled to reconcile their faith with a series of sexual assaults committed by the colony's men. So, yeah, there we go. So those are the major new releases. And also, I think, yeah, Victor was going to review The Whale. I, I don't, I'll have to reach out to him here. He must have got held up. Uh, that hit theaters this last weekend here in town. It kind of had a little delayed release. I know that movie, uh, since it's more of a kind of a boutique indie movie, those trend release in bigger cities first before hitting kind of like secondary markets. So it just hit town here. I know, I think Victor was kind of hinting to me that he was pretty high on it. I looked up. What, ha- what happened to Brendan Fraser? Why did he all of a sudden just balloon up so big? Part of me wanted to say, I looked into it, I want to say it was for people watching the, the movie. Uh, or, or, no, he did it for, for the movie. Well, no, because even in uh, Doom Patrol. Oh, was he, he bigger was, than he's, that? He's really big in that, okay. too. 
So maybe it's almost like you got diabetes or something. Uh, you know, I want to say I vaguely recall hearing some loose talk that he went through some personal some personal crisis. I know he was like sexually assaulted. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So that could have something to do. I, I want to say I heard some details like kind of in the lead up to the production of this movie like a year or two ago, but it's a little fuzzy. I meant to look up more into it going into this movie. But uh, yeah, so those are the major releases going on right now. And you could check them out at theaters. I guess speaking of the River Cinema, they're our next sponsor to give a shout out to. We want you to make them your next dinner and a movie destination. The River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. They're both located inside the River Mall in East Grand Forks. You can either dine inside the movie memorabilia laden restaurant, the Shire, or take your meal to go inside the movie you'll be attending. Some of this week's featured attractions are, well, we already talked about the whale. That's playing there. And, and this weekend, Missing is opening and also playing right now, Infinity Pool, Living, and Maybe I Do. Oh, you can find the complete listings of Showtimes on, and all the movies playing on the website, rivercinema15.com. Don't forget, Tuesdays is $5 movies all day long and $5.50 senior matinee specials on Wednesday and Thursdays. River Cinema 15 has multiple theaters with luxury recliners, expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages, and it's family-owned and operated that also operates the Grand Theater in Crookston. And you can find their showtimes and listings on the website, morefamilytheaters.com. So yeah, check them out, River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. All right, before we wind things down here with our quick takes, just some plugs for some other awesome shows going on Grand Fork's Best Source this week. You want to make sure to check out this Friday's episode of Midwest Super Pixel Pros. We're going to be taking a look at the award-winning feline platformer Stray. We have a special guest coming on to give us the whole one-on-one on it. She's really excited to show, to, uh, just to break it down for us. Uh, Catfish Best Source had their first live special of the season yesterday, answering viewers' questions and comments. And I know uh, Captain Brad, he had on a couple of guests there, too, from, uh, from Half Brothers Brewing and uh, another fishing journalist. So make sure to check it out. Finally, make sure to check out Icky Ichabod's Weird Cinema this Friday for Icky's review of the Resident Evil 2021 reboot, reboot film, Welcome to Raccoon City. I know, I think we had, we had a lot of fun uh, revisiting, and, and, and I had a feeling we'll have a lot of fun talking about that one on this, this Friday night at 9 when it will premiere. So all this and many more shows you can find every week by searching GFBS on your favorite podcast, social media, and streaming audio apps, or on our website, gfbestsource.com. All right, Paul, quick takes. What you've been watching this past week or plan on watching soon we didn't have a chance to talk about yet. Did you get a chance to check out anything else on the plane? Uh, no, I ended up just watching Doctor Strange again because I love that movie. <laughs> hey, oh, the new one? Yeah. Nice. Well, you can't go wrong with Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I finished up the, the last episode of Tulsa King, uh, which I think is must be the last episode of the season. Yeah, I would assume it is. It seemed like it was setting up for like the next chapter where we kind of see what the way they kind of ended on a big, big note there. But the way it ended, though, I don't actually see a second season even coming. I mean, I'm guessing it seemed like the way they filmed it, too. And you'll see some shows, too. Like, it seemed like the movie or like this Tulsa King had like a definitive end. And then like they maybe last second they're like oh wait ratings for the first several episodes viewership's really good uh you're picked up for a second season come back to film this two minute scene all right yeah <laughs> i got that feeling did you get it too yeah kind of i mean because yeah i mean it was an awesome show but yeah. uh, you know i can see how it was just kind of starting to lose its luster mm-hmm. towards the end 
Yeah, I, I did think they did have a, of course, this type of show we've been building up to, too, is it kind of established, Sylvester Stallone establishing a new kind of, for lack of a better word, gang, like his version of a gang of uh, uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they're kind of building up to a big final uh, brawl, shootout, what have you, and uh, I thought it delivered at least that part of the season finale, so. Uh, yeah, and then the next one, um, I've been watching the uh, new Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You know, that was kind of kind of neat seeing a, a modern-day twist on The Fresh Prince. This you one's know, a little they, more serious, right? Yeah, and, you know, they, they do some references back to the original. But now, uh, with the latest episode that I watched, I'm just kind of... Is it officially linked to the characters and cast from the first show? Yep, yep. I mean, so, you know, you got uh, Will Smith, and then you got Jazz. I mean, so it's all of the exact same characters from the original show, but... Like for instance, but recast it as new characters. Yeah, so I mean, if you look, if you re, if you watch the original, you know. Oh yeah, his childhood so his, favorite. You know, like you remember uh, his cousin Hillary. She was always like that, really like prissy, fashionable, whatever. But so in this one now, she's like an Instagram influencer. Oh, of course, that seems like a natural evolution. Yeah, and so they they do that with all these characters. But now with the last episode, they turned. Uh, the youngest daughter into a lesbian and then they got these other one that uh, the girl identifies as they them and so they're just starting to get into all this woke bullshit and i'm just it just turned me off and i think i'm just gonna stop watching the show now it's interesting you bring that up Uh, another show that did a lot of similar parallels debuted i think on hbo max this past week also velma have you heard about that oh is that the scooby-doo one yes yeah velma from scooby-doo getting her own spinoff show and i hear there's a lot of that similar uh elements in that show too and i from what i understood it was actually received really poorly it's getting a lot of negative negative uh just uh, trash talk online as it should yeah, it's, it's interesting to, yeah, because it seems like not, not just like one side or the other side's dumping. It sounds like everyone is dumping on it. Yeah, and the one thing that uh, really irritates me about this uh, new Fresh Prince is that Uncle Phil, you know, in the originals, like, he was like the man. Yeah. Like, he was so awesome. And they Rest in peace. I think he actually passed away a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think so. Um, but in this new one, they like he's running for district attorney, and they make him into kind of like a sleazeball. Oh really? Yeah, and so Aww. yeah, he yeah. was so lovable in the original. Exactly, and so I mean, they they just they they kind of ruined it on a bunch of levels for me. I, I could see like the appeal of like the new twist on it of being in our current day, but it's just kind of it's like like just, like they just need to wash their hands of all the dirty crap they're throwing onto like such an iconic show. Yeah, gosh, yeah, I, yeah, it's crazy how you see with some of these remakes how they try and. I don't know if the right term is "quote unquote" modernized with you know certain culture stuff, and it's it's, it's always one of those weird fine lines to to walk, you know. So yeah. and it seems like some shows can can get it right, other shows are just off the mark. Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy how it goes. And it sounds like Velma is from. I was re- reading a couple articles the other day. Everyone hates this show, Velma. It's I saw it, it, it's it's bonkers. I need to check out a couple clips because I just heard it's ridiculously bad. Yeah. But uh, as far as for my own quick takes. Uh, uh, other than what we've covered already on the show, it's uh, big time for sports going on right now. So uh, been been Australian Opens going on right now. So a lot of t- too much tennis uh, and some football playoffs are going on right now. And unfortunately, uh, we'll be talking about that on Fork Sports Highway tomorrow. The NFL playoff coverage. Uh, uh, but I'll say go Niners and just poor poor Vikings. Did you happen to see that uh, Vikings choke in the playoffs last week? Oh yeah, go figure. Yeah, yeah. Too well. It's only apropos. 
usually all all for many many years they have so many close games and they're usually on the bad end of them shank the classic shank the field goal at the last second but this season up until the playoffs everything was going their way in the last second games no they just kept lucking out at the end of every game well that well you say luck or just things going their way you know maybe uh this or that but uh well they they threw themselves out of it by they needed eight yards and they threw a three yeah, yard pass. I know. like how dumb can you and, be and like their receivers open downfield too and oh just oh just tragic but yeah a lot of sports we'll be talking about and more on fork sports highway tomorrow and then yeah i think i'm actually going to try and catch uh doggone and uh, the drop, I think, for, for next week. I'm going to at least try and catch one of them. We'll definitely watch a new episode of Last of Us. So those two episodes for sure, and uh, or, or those two things for sure. So, yeah, look forward to that on next week's show. Uh, anything you think you'll be that's in your, uh, in your pulse that's in your eye to catch for next week? Well, on the plane, uh, me and my wife are going to watch a, a movie. It's probably really old now, but it's about um, who was the guy that won the Super Bowl for the Rams. Warren... Kurt Warner? Kurt Warner. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. So they have a movie about him. Oh, American like, Underdog. American Underdogs. Oh, so you've seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good feel-good... It's like a feel-good family sports story. But oh, oh, that must, movie must be pretty old then, though. Like a year? Oh, that's, that's it? Yeah, yeah not, okay. too, not too old. Uh, Zach Levi, I believe. Uh, same guy who plays Shazam. I thought he killed it as Kurt Warner. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's... Okay. So you, you would recommend it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's not like a hard gritty sports movie he's not trying to tell like uh uh like any given sunday it's like kurt warner has a real feel good ranks riches story where he uh you'll you'll see it in the movie too like things that work out from his early nfl pursuits he has to bag groceries and then how he kind of redeemed himself and another interesting aspect too is it's one of the few movies actually portrays his time in the arena football league you don't really see indoor football cover that much in movies so the way that that's right yeah because he was in arena and then he was like a walk-on for the nfl and then ended up winning a super bowl yeah yeah exactly and just to see them portray those many aspects of his career and there's a lot of family stuff too if you don't mind like some heartfelt family stuff there there's some little tear jerky stuff in there but uh, yeah if i'm gonna watch a movie with my wife it's got to be some type of a flick oh yeah so yeah it it, it 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 definitely sometimes i gotta give it checks it checks those boxes so it, it has you covered there but yeah yeah nice nice good good uh romance or couple movie or family movie yeah definitely yeah i definite recommendation and i'm uh super looking forward to uh the new ant-man movie because i think that comes out in a couple of weeks Oh yeah, that's right. It's sneaking up. Yeah, quantum. Uh, the quantum. I'm blank. Quantum mania. Quantum mania. Yes, quantum mania. I think it's yeah, quantum mania. That's what's coming to mind. Uh, I guess as I wrap up here, if anyone's still tuning in the chat, we still have those pair of movie tickets to give away. Just t- t- just make sure just type in the chat a movie you've seen or recommend, and we'll, we, you can win a pair of free movie passes to River Cinema 15. As I do my wrap up here in the final couple minutes, here you got one last chance to win those tickets. All right, so anything else, Paul? Are we all good? No, good? All right, we will wind things down here. So we'll give many thanks again to today's sponsors, the Southtown Poorhouse, O for Heaven's Cakes, and the River Cinema 15, and the Shire Bar and Grill. We welcome you to join us for all future episodes live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. on gfbestsource.com or on our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. That's where you can watch us live every week or find past episodes by subscribing to gfbs everywhere you find podcasts As mentioned earlier support gfbs by hitting that donate link on top of the gfbestsource.com website or leaving us a five-star review on google or your go-to podcast app 
Many thanks for having us part of your day. We appreciate it. Also, go see the whale. I want to go see it this weekend. Gosh, so much stuff to see. We'll see you all next week. Goodbye.